what do you consider to be normal digestive health? Is that even a word that you'd use to describe yourself or even an animal's health? Well, Dr. Steve Lerner, Senior Scientific and Business Advisor at Christian Hansen, says normal in animals is their ability to achieve their full genetic potential. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Lerner explains more about how probiotics can help animals reach that normal state. When you think about what it means to be normal, for animal agriculture, you think about the capacity of individual animals to achieve their genetic potential, limited only by the groceries in their diet and their environment. We would argue that the greater percentage of normal healthy animals in any herd of dairy cattle, lot of beef cattle, flow of pigs, flock of chickens, rafter of turkeys, the greater percentage of healthy normal, the greater the likelihood of a positive economic outcome. Not only is that good for the producer, but the best day in the life of any producer would be when 100% of their animals are healthy and normal and their hospital pen is empty. And that's what we mean by normal. How do probiotics help in achieving and maintaining that normal state then? Probiotics, in fact, do four things in the digestive system of an animal. They support digestion of nutrients out of the feed. They support a healthy digestive tract to allow proper absorption of those nutrients into the body of the animal. They support the barrier function that keeps things that are moving through the digestive system from going into the animal and support normal, healthy immune functions. If those things are working well, then the animal gets more nutrients out of its feed and then based on the resource allocation model of life, they will partition those nutrients to maintenance, to defense, and then to the production of meat, milk, and eggs. So by providing probiotics and supporting those normal functions, good things happen. And when you think about the notion of sustainability, the more carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen that you take out of feed into the animal's body for the production of food, the less of it can go back out into the environment. It's a mass balance equation. So the more efficiently you're producing meat, milk, and eggs, the less environmental impact you're having, a highly sustainable notion. And now, from the human medicine, we understand that a healthy microbiome, the entire collection of microorganisms in the gut, can actually improve brain function, cognition, and emotion, and reduce pathophysiology. And this is true for all mammals and birds, including the animals in our care and the production system. So you have efficiency for your bottom line, you have sustainability to help feed the world, and now your, atten your attention is also on animal well-being and welfare. It's a win-win-win. How can farmers kind of balance the use of probiotics to really help build their quality herds of flocks, livestock, poultry production? Where is that happy balance? We would typically approach producers historically with ROI equations that say, when you use this product, you see an increase in efficiency or a rate of gain, and therefore you get an X-fold return. And these data are out there and true. In our mind, when we look at those data objectively, what we see is in any animal population, there's a bell curve distribution based on any measure that you take. Animals that are shifting to the right are getting better, those to the left are getting worse. 
there's always a threshold for disaster that if animals get too far to the left, they're going to spontaneously call themselves, you're going to call them, whatever it is, they're going to be a disproportionate amount of time and money relative to their value. You as a producer are trying to keep as many animals on the right side of that tipping point as practical, and that's where your investment in effective probiotics should come. And if you can demonstrate healthy and normal as the rule, then invariably probiotics more than pay for themselves. And every producer should consider that. What are some specific challenges or considerations in implementing daily probiotic feeding that farmers should take into their mindset as they're preparing? Well, of course, it, it is. If you want to provide something every day, how convenient is that for you to do? We have formulations that can be hand added into feed going into the feed bunk. We have formulations that can be added to your concentrated feed at a mill. So there are many ways to get that product into your animals every day and it becomes a matter of convenience and cost. Sometimes you have a micro ingredient machine, you add it into the feed on farm, Many, many other times it goes into a pelleted feed or a liquid feed, a feed block, depending on the nature of the animal, and that will cause you to choose one type of product over another. With nearly 150 years of experience, how does Christian Hansen kind of leverage that expertise to develop that targeted and effective probiotics and really make sure you are putting the best thing on the market? Well, when we think about probiotics, all of us, by federal law, have to put the genus and species of the bacteria that are in our products on our labels. Well, you and I and all of your listeners are homo sapiens by genus and species, but clearly we're not identical. And it is the individual, which for bacteria is a strain, that is, is what matters, is the most important. What I love most about Christian Hansen we have 50,000 individual bacteria strains in our strain bank. We have done genetic analyses to understand the full genetic structure and the potential gifts that these strains of bacteria might bring to the animals that would consume them. So it is that investment in strain that differentiates us from our competitors and enables consumers to say, well, what it is it about these organisms that I might want to benefit from when I'm making my choice? We want to ensure that animals being fed a probiotic are better able to maintain a normal condition during times of stress. That could be heat stress in the summer, that could be environmental stress in a, in a working dairy, it could be dietary change in a growing poultry flock, it could be moving from a nursery into a grow-out section on a pig flow. Every time there's a transition of any kind that causes stress in the life of a production animal, there is a chance for a reduced efficiency and we all know this, we've lived it. I've lived it for 42 years in production agriculture. And providing probiotics that gives animals more resources to combat stress gives them the best chance of maintaining normalcy in the face of all of that. 
And that's why we believe every animal every day, including us, our families, and our children, should be on an effective probiotic. Do you have tips for producers to be able to integrate those into their daily management practices? Of course. So when you're feeding poultry and it's a pelleted feed, you want to ensure that you put in probiotics that survive pelleting. These will be sporulating bacillus-based products. If you're feeding freeze-dried product daily to dairy cattle or beef cattle, you want to ensure that it's being delivered into your feed at the correct concentration. And there are many uh, providers of micro-ingredient addition machines that do a very good job. But there are many strategies. If you're raising calves and you want to put it in a liquid supplement, you look for organisms that survive in that environment. Stability and versatility is the key. And luckily, that microbiologists are now finding their way, uh, remembering that the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act that supports this industry was signed into law by Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1938. So my microbiologic science has advanced tremendously since then, and now we have found the organisms and their genetics that allow tremendous versatility for the producer. Being in Wisconsin, you guys also have inoculant for silage. So for Wisconsinites, that's important to us as well. How does that market look and help the forage industry? We know from great work by uh, researcher McDonald in 1991 that as much as 50% of the nutrients in the harvested material can be lost through the ensiling process and during the feed out. By using a effective inoculant, you can ensure proper fermentation, preserving the greatest percentage of those nutrients. So it's, it's a very logical thing. You spend money for seed. You grow the material. When you harvest that, you want to make sure as much of the nutrients you've invested in are available to your animal. So you feed that. And by complementing your animal's diet with probiotics, you're now ensuring they get as much of that nutrient out of their diet as they can. So proper ensiling, ensuring proper fermentation is simply one more piece of the puzzle towards efficient agriculture and sustainable agriculture. So every individual, us, our families, and every animal from day one to departure should be on an effective probiotic. It simply enables us and them to be normal, and normal is a great condition. That was Dr. Steve Lerner, Senior Scientific and Business Advisor at Christian Hansen. As he said, probiotics are a tool that can help your animals reach that normalcy that we all aim for. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.